Welcome back to another episode of Match Volume. We're your hosts, Emma Desso and Sarah Bringman. This week, we are featuring a USC alum, musician, and social activist, Kabwasa. In this episode, Kabwasa talks to Sarah about his music, studies at USC, and his involvement in the Black Lives Matter protest at SC. This is Kabwasa with Sarah Bringman. Would you start off by telling us who you are and what you do? Um, yeah, so my name is Etienne Kabwasa Green. I go by Kabwasa. Um, I'm a recent graduate of USC, um, class of 2020. Um, I'm a musician, um, a hip hop artist. I make music and um, I try to try my best to be a social activist with that music. And um, yeah, that's. That's me. So you said you're a musician and a hip hop artist, and you've actually, I saw on social media, you hit some milestones with your songs recently. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but when and how did you get into music? Yeah. So um, I've been, I think I've constantly had like music be a part of my life um, from a young age. Like my parents kind of had music constantly playing in the household. I went to like an arts charter school for um, elementary school. Um, and yeah, I did like talent shows and stuff in high school, but I didn't like get seriously into music until um, college. I think around my sophomore year of college, I put my first couple songs out on all platforms. And um, from that point forward, it's been about three years or so. Um, yeah, that's, what I, that's how long I've been um, kind of into music and it all started just by meeting other you know ambitious artists in the USC area um, who like had similar goals and I was able to work with them and kind of grow with them so yeah. So what you mentioned activism but what drives your music? Yeah I think um, definitely activism and like the, the um, intention of speaking out for things that I believe in or things that um, touch me emotionally. Um, just sharing my emotions, I guess, is like a big part of my music. I'm a really creative person, so I always, I've, my entire life I've needed creative outlets and music happens to be my favorite one. Um, I also really like when people, when I see other people, you know, like laughing or having fun or enjoying themselves. And um, the fact that my music can bring that to people is, also something that really makes me excited to, you know, wake up and write a new song or make more music the next day. Do you have a favorite piece that you've created? I think I'd have to say one of my favorite songs that I've created was um, Watson, which was um, a song about my hometown. Um, and it actually, the music video for it just passed 10,000 views on YouTube and I think it has also just passed 80,000 streams on Spotify and um, I think that that one might be my favorite just because of the um, how relevant it is to like my hometown and um, where I grew up and it just means a lot to me but also like some of the songs that I'm coming out with soon that aren't out yet I feel like are some of my best songs so far so I'm excited to release those. You are a musician and definitely a creative person, but you studied anthropology at USC, and by no means is that not a creative major, but it's not something that we hear of very often. So why did yeah. you choose 
anthropology at USC. Yeah, so um, anthropology, I, I basically always had like an interest in people and cultures and like understanding, um, you know, how people work and like what makes one another happy and things like that. But um, I took an anthropology course my freshman year my first anthropology course because I never took it in high school mm-hmm. and I kind of just I was really into it and um, anthropology kind of has a rough background or interesting background that's kind of centered around like white supremacy in a weird way kind of like you know like going and finding exotic people and bringing them back and showing everyone which I think is like a problematic way that the the subject came about but I think at this point in time anthropology is kind of like morphed into learning instead of learning from other people and um I think as long as you go into anthropology with the idea of I'm going to like learn from the these people that I'm talking to then I think it's a really interesting and unique and cool way that we can kind of like unify as human beings so has it helped shape your music do you think I think it has. Um, some of the things that I learn in anthropology or ways that I've learned to like express myself and communicate with others, I think has had some effects on like the way I write and um, some of like the social and cultural like issues that I talk about in my writing. My music has been influenced by the way I think when I'm doing anthropology and in school. So um, yeah, I would say it's, it's kind of influenced it in a positive way. So I want to move into talking about your activism, and we've seen it in your music lyrics, but I want to talk about a recent event that people may or may not know that you had a really large hand in, and that's the Black Lives Matter protest at USC. Can you take us through the process and evolution of your involvement in the march? So basically, what happened there was um, the protests had started in downtown L.A., And at the time they were really kind of uh, violent with um, the police having riot gear and shooting rubber bullets at people and tear tear gas and all that. Um, And a lot of my friends that, um, you know, felt very strongly about what was going on, felt like they were too, you know, like they were uncomfortable going out and risking their lives and, and, you know, in downtown. Um, and facing those bullets and things like that. And that's something I think is completely understandable. And like people shouldn't have to risk their lives to, um, you know, to express themselves. So I wanted to find a way to let the people that I knew here at USC have a chance to voice, you know, their concerns. So I made a Facebook event. I talked to a few of my friends and I said like, what do you think of this idea? And I said, go for it. So I made a Facebook event um, that was basically just, um, I just said like, okay, I'm, I'm having a, I'm going to put together a march. If anyone wants to come and join me, we'll march around campus and, you know, have our voices heard. And I just kind of like walked out a map um, and then timed it, saw how long it would take and put all the information up. And then after I posted it, um, everyone seemed to be really excited about it and really wanted to go. Um, And then so people started sharing it on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. And then um, the BSA, um, uh, president of BSA 
reached out and um, offered some help with connecting me to people that can make it kind of a bigger event. And then so I connected with some other student-run organizations and they helped me make it even bigger to the point where by the time the day of the event came, there was like probably over a thousand people there. So, yeah. Also, I want to highlight how peaceful it was. I wasn't able to be there just for where I'm quarantined from, but mm-hmm. I heard through the grapevine and also through that whole social media chain that you guys had worked with DPS as well. Yeah. So um, basically um, what the president of BSA got me in contact with the chief of DPS, chief Thomas, and um, he basically wanted to like give us a, a chance to voice our opinions and kind of like stay out of the way or try to help keep his officers and stuff out of the way. So I talked with him and, you know, he's, I think he's a good man. He um, was definitely, there was a lot of things that people were concerned about um, directed towards DPS, especially black students because they'd been mistreated by DPS for so long. So he attended and kind of heard these, you know, these stories and like watched these students in tears about like their experiences with DPS. And I think some, some real changes are going to come out of it. But um, he offered to have his officers um, make sure the traffic wasn't, you know, in our way when we marched and told us, ensured us that there would be no um, riot gear. And he also ensured us that LAPD wouldn't be there. And he made sure that LAPD didn't show up. So um, yeah, it definitely turned out to be a, a good, peaceful event and yeah I think I think Chief Thomas is a a good person and he's got some I think some change is going to come to the you know the Department of Public Safety because of this event so I think it's a positive thing. Just moving on to the next question there have been Mm -hmm. a lot more conversations about the culture at USC and in the country and definitely rightfully so but why did you feel urged to create a space for protests and activism at USC now, and you touched on it a little bit, but why did you feel like you needed to take on that responsibility? Because it was a big responsibility, the march. Yeah, well, definitely um, one of the things that I was a little disappointed by was that we weren't given the opportunity to speak and to um, march and be heard by USC. Like we had to, I mean, I put this together because USC didn't. And like, if they did offer us a chance to march and organize something for us, then I wouldn't have had to, but they didn't. So um, it was kind of left up to us. And as students, we, you know, we had to show where we stand. So um, yeah, that's what happened there. And um, I think hearing us talk and the amount of um, emotion that was brought out kind of forced USC to kind of have some sort of response because we're the students, you know, like, and there would be no USC without students. So um, I think, yeah, that was the the responsibility that I felt that um, we have to find a way to have our voices heard, whether USC wants to take the initiative or not. Um, And yeah, I think it, I think it resulted in some it resulted in other students, you know, feeling confident enough to continue to speak and continue to 
you know, like kind of move forward with the movement and it like brought things like the taking down of the um, VKC um, uh, building that was named after a eugenics um, leader. So that was kind of something that should have happened a long time ago, but it happened now because we spoke up. So yeah, I think that's that's where that like responsibility, because if, if it's not USC, it has to be us. So unfortunately, a lot of people and Trojans were spread out due to COVID-19, but we mm -hmm. could see the responses to the march nationally because you were on CNN mm -hmm. and then there were posts on social media. And how do you see USC's response at a student level and then at an administrative level? And were they what you were hoping for? Yeah, I think at a student level, the um, response was more than anything I could have hoped for. Um, the students were just so ready to to make to start a movement and so ready to be active and um, I think it it showed with the the people speaking at the march had so much so much to say and so many ideas and it was so positive from the students and um, I think on the administrative level i I wouldn't say I was as impressed just because they they kind of failed us in terms of putting together the event in the first place. But I will say with the push that we as students gave them, they have started to make some changes that they should have made a long time ago. But I'm, I'm happy to see that um, it's the type of university that acknowledges their mistakes and um, does their best to change the things that the flaws and and move forward from them. So yeah, I think I'm I'm more proud of the students and I'm I'm happy with the administration for listening to us as students and, and making those changes. I'm sure there's other universities that wouldn't have so. So how do you hope to see the USC community engage when school resumes, whether it's online or in person? I guess I would hope that USC can be a place where everyone can feel uh, like proud to be a Trojan because I think getting into USC is, is an extremely difficult feat and um, for black students to get into USC and then come to campus like something they've dreamed of for years and then arrive there and not feel welcome is just so disheartening and it's yeah it's just a difficult thing to to have to come to terms with. So I would hope that moving forward, it can be a place where black students can come to USC and feel proud and feel welcomed by everyone and feel, you know, not neglected by administration and have their concerns heard. And kind of just, you know, I think the end goal is for black people to not have to protest like this. Like it shouldn't be, we shouldn't have to be protesting our own school. So I think that should be the goal moving forward is that people can not just not just one demographic of people or a few demographics of people, it should be everyone should feel, you know, welcomed and accounted for and be able to be proud that they're a Trojan. We ask all our guests this question at the end, uh, mm. or as we near the end, but it feels important, especially now. So what do you hope for students at USC, which you touched on a little bit, but this is as open-ended as you want it to be, or people mm -hmm. in general to take away from this time. And what do you want people to know and think about going forward? 
I think of this point in time, um, I hope USC students, especially non-Black USC students, recognize that sometimes the things that they don't see or um, don't personally feel um, are things that are very much affecting others. And it's kind of like, just because you don't see it happening, um, doesn't mean it's not happening. So I think, um, I hope students can kind of like come together and, you know, stand up for one another, um, regardless of if it's affecting them or not. So like, there's things like moving forward. Like we, when we went on the march, we walked down the row and there was, you know, um, members of fraternities sitting at the house, at their houses, you know, recording us while we marched, but um, failing to join us. And um, I kind of would hope that down the line after seeing like how much pain and how much struggle we felt that brought us to this point of marching, that those people would, you know, march with us, you know, and, and feel with us and, and kind of be an ally. So, um, yeah, I think just in general, I would hope that this movement would or like this entire yeah movement that's going on strikes more people to become allies and to stand up for um, black and brown people and just stand up for like human rights in general, just give everyone a chance to, you know, be loved and feel safe um, in their own home. So yeah, I think that that would be like my main takeaway and I would want people to think about that and talk about it and learn how they can help and how they can show that they are supportive of, of a movement and um, also are hoping for a better future for everyone. So, yeah. Do you have anything else that you feel like you want to share or that we didn't cover that you want to say? Um, this March and like this movement at USC um, particularly isn't something that like that just happened now and that I just woke up and started. It's something that USC students before me and around me have been fighting for for years. And um, yeah, like I, I, would, I couldn't take responsibility for any of the changes made on my own. There's people, you know, people that I've, that I was working with, um, you know, that, that, had the powerful voices and the drive um, to make those changes and to help. So um, yeah, I just say I'm really proud of everyone that kind of helped put this together and movements like these aren't something that just happen overnight. They, you know, they take a long time and they develop and there's a lot of people that play a role in it. So I'm just glad that we can finally begin to reach a point of, um, of kind of like progress, yeah. For the end of the episode, where can people find your music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my music is on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Amazon, whatever you listen to music on, um, you can probably find my music there. Um, I'm also on social media and that's at music by Kabwasa. Um, and then obviously on streaming, it's just K-A-B-W-A-S-A. -S so thank you so much 
for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That was hip hop artist and recent USC graduate Kabwasa with me, Sarah Bringman. As always, Match Volume is a production by Annenberg Media through USC's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. I'm Sarah Bringman. And I'm Emma Dessau. Stay healthy and wear your mask. <laughs>